Welcome back, everyone. It's episode three. As always, you got your boys, Legend Thrasher, coming back to you with hopefully, hopefully, in episode three, we can land this shit and give you guys some winners. Because, uh, man, last Saturday, we brought on NJ Slot Guy, and it was brutal. Another debacle. Two weeks in a row. Just getting crushed on our primetime picks. I hope we got all the losers out for NJ Slot Guy, and he dominates dominates the slots that he's playing over the next couple of months. Because, man, not only did the Nets get destroyed by the Dallas Mavericks, Baylor, Baylor got their doors blown off by Kansas. Unreal, unreal. Because once again, we talked about it last time, where you know Kansas being a blue blood and they were struggling. Yeah, and you know I think they were at eight losses on the season. Baylor was looking great, you know. And then, you know, just another mush thrasher pick. Yeah, that's, that's it. Can I mean, change my name, but I'm going to pick the same way. It's pretty <laughs> terrible. I mean, the, the Nets lost. You know, Kyrie didn't play. Luka's been playing out of his mind. And with that team, a lot of offensive firepower. But they play no D. And, and, and that showed. Like, uh, you know, they got blown out by 17. The Mavs got really any shot they wanted, anywhere they wanted to on the court. Just crazy. It's just one time. We just I know, need to pick I know. a winner. One I mean, time. if we if we bet the Mavs, Harden would have went, you know. Ah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, how can you go against? I mean, with Dallas, kind of was struggling a little bit. A little bit. I and mean, then you know, Porzingis is not playing there anymore. You know, get all that talk about it. Thought they were going to be down, but <laughs> obviously they were not. No, and I think it's just like honestly, like Luca is a problem. Like this dude. Is not, you know, he kind of reminds me of Curry where he's not the fastest, not the most agile, doesn't blow you away from like a size perspective, but dude gets anywhere he wants on the court. He can do anything. Any, like seriously. And he, you it, can put he, him anywhere on the court and he's going to, he's going to score. He's going to lock it down. He's going to slow motion. Too. Yeah. He, it's like, he's moving so slow. I can't stop him. It, it, it's just wild. And like. He's so young in his career. Obviously, he's played a long time in Europe, but man, he is going to be a problem and dominate that league for a very long. Unless time. we keep betting on him, then he's yeah, gonna yeah. suck. You know what? Gonna, maybe Fuck we Luka. should. Yeah. Fuck Luca. Yeah. yeah. I start betting straight on Dallas Mavericks only on all his props too. Yeah, all of his props, will, all of his points and assists and rebound props, and let's watch him fail. Right? Absolutely. Let's, let's put the mush on him. Absolutely. We woke up ready to hate today. We yeah. had we had some hater tots. There was a lot of hate in the heart. Had some hater tots. Washed it down with some hater aid. Zero fucks. Fuck you, Luca. There's a lot of hate in the heart today. Tomorrow, tomorrow's the All Star game. <laughs> First All Star game. See how he plays. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're going prop bet on him. That's it. Hundred percent. That's it. But can we talk about Baylor? Because they fucking hate me. Yeah, they do. They I'm not gonna lie. That Baylor, Baylor fucking hate me. Baylor does not like Legend right now. It's it's two games in a row that he's gotten fucked over by them, and it's uh it's pretty bad the way it happens. So can we let, let's talk about this timetable here. Saturday night, we're out, having a good time, a little liquored up, and, you know, we're watching Baylor-Kansas. Baylor's like, you know, I'd say by, like, midway through the first half, we both had a terrible feeling. We're like, shit, another losing pick for the fans. Then, you know, I'm like, I can't believe, you know, uh, Baylor, like, just the way they played, like, um, maybe maybe COVID caught up to them. Maybe, you know, there's a little rust. They're going to have a, a little bit of a rough patch, and they'll be good after the tournament, the Big 12 tournament, and then really roll into into March Madness. And uh, that line came out against West Virginia where I was like, it's a little bit fishy. It was around four and a half, got up to yeah. plus five. And I was just like, West Virginia at home, man, they, Bobby Huggins, they play tough D. Like, let's roll with it. 
So I take him the legend way. I got him first half, first half plus uh, two, and um, I got him for the game plus four and a half. So I'm not going to lie. Baylor comes out hot. They hit like their first six threes. They're balling. West Virginia's crawling back. Here's the scenario, guys. West Virginia has the ball, inbounding the ball, down one with 1.4 seconds. The spread is plus two. Anyone in their right mind would think this game is over. The kid travels on the inbounds because you can't run the baseline. Yeah, yeah. Baylor gets the ball, hits a dagger with 1.4 seconds left, up four. So first loss of the day. I'm like, fuck. It happens. Bad beat. Pissed off. They didn't want to punch the TV because I got to watch the second half. And I've been given so many losers, I'm not going to be able to buy another one. Yeah. This West Virginia is dominating up late in the game. Baylor ties it, and you get the kiss of death overtime. What happens? What happens? West Virginia has every opportunity to get a, a, a gimme bucket down five late in the game. Miss it all. They can't get shit in. Time expires, the kid hits the layup. It's almost like he knew the line and was like, fuck you, I'm going to yeah. score. When, after the clock hits zero, I'm going to get the bunny. And but, that's what's funny, because we were talking about that for the Kansas game with the spread. You're like, you know what, college kids, they always do it. They're always going to score. And no matter what it is, what the situation is, blowout, whatever, they're going to they're gonna get that last shot off. They're going to score, and they always fuck the spread. Dude, I literally was just like, holy shit. I almost pulled the U. I almost went and tried to get two donuts and try to fit them. I needed something for happiness. I was freaking yeah. out. I was like, how the fuck does there's this nothing, There's nothing better than just sulking your sorrows away in donuts. No. Oh. Which our, our future our future guest in about a little bit, he's going to talk about how he shouldn't be eating donuts. But yeah. I mean, yeah. nothing like trying to fit two glazed donuts in your mouth or something. Maybe I'll go jelly next time. It's a little interesting. We'll see what happens with that. But I will say, I bounced back a little bit. I know some of you questioned me. Some some fans came at me on Twitter. Why are you picking Fordham? They covered both the first half and the game. Thank you very much. They should have won the game. But uh, I'm sitting that in March, up 0.3 units, still down on the year. Not even going to try to lie about it. Yeah. But um. Yeah. There's no way we're up on the year. <laughs> but Thrasher, you threw out some picks picks this week. You I want, did. You want to I did. Talk about I those? did. I uh. I fucked up again. But um, I went I went Duke Georgia Tech, and you know. I, I'm I'm not the analytical guy. I go based off of heart. I love Duke. I've mentioned before that I love Duke. And I was like, all right, I love Duke that Georgia Tech is going to win. And then I was like, all right, now I'm going to fade myself like I've been everybody been telling everybody else to do. So I was like, well, if I think Georgia Tech's going to win, I might as well fucking bet on Duke. And Duke loses. And I bet Duke. Another money line game. No spread in it. Duke was, I think, favored in that game anyway. And they lost. So now I don't even know what to do. Do I fade myself or do I fade myself, fade myself? Yeah. I'm in I'm in a pretzel right now that my mind can't get out of. So I don't know if I have to change the sports that I'm betting on. I don't know what the deal is. But I don't know. I think I'm in an alternate reality I can't get out of. Like we, some Inception type shit. We, we might have to fly out to Joshua Tree like Johnny Drama and just find ourselves. We need a weekend like that because I I I don't know what's what right now. It happens. You think you think a slump buster can solve this? Listen, is it, I've is tried, it too far gone? I've tried with these slump busters and it's just not working out for me. It's just a man. I don't know who, what to do, and I'm not gonna go pick off of other people's picks because I'd probably no. lose that. So it's like I gotta continue what I'm doing. Or I I don't know. I need a lot of help, but I'm gonna tell you this: I'm not stopping. No, I'm not no. stopping. 
You, you're only down when you quit. Yeah. And we're Hell not yeah. quitting. Fucking, I'm going, I'm going full boat into this weekend. What do you got? You want to, let's talk about some games before we bring our, bring our guest on. Well, uh, let's look at, you know, we got some prime time. It's rivalry week. It's getting there. We got Illinois against Ohio State. At Ohio State, Ohio State's favored by two. Thrasher, what are you feeling there? I thought I hated Ohio State, and then I bet Illinois one one week uh, about a couple months ago, and they lost yeah. when they were like supposed to be like the greatest team this year. So I'm going to take Ohio State minus two. Honestly, I'm going to go Ohio State as well. Not for your logic. I think Illinois just came off a huge win against Michigan. Beat the brakes off them, right? They just locked up. Michigan didn't shoot well. They beat them up inside. They got some ballers over there at Illinois. The reason I'm going with Illinois or Ohio State, though, is everyone and their mother is going to bet Illinois. They're going to see them as dogs. They just came off a huge road win. Vegas wants you to take it. We're fucking sharps, or we're now sharps. I know we've been losing, but we're turning back into sharps. We're banging Ohio State. Early game, Ohio State minus two from both Legend and Thrasher. The next game we want to look at, we got USC versus UCLA. What are you feeling there? I fucking hate UCLA. I bet UCLA one time against Washington State. UCLA was minus four. Obviously, don't get the game. It was over on the West Coast. I look at it, 62-29 Washington State over UCLA. I almost threw my computer outside the fucking window. (laughs) Like UCLA, every time I bet them, and this even goes to college football, every time I bet them, they get blown the fuck out. So, my mind tells me USC minus two. I have to go USC. I cannot even touch UCLA. I don't even want to see the gold and the fucking light blue, which is gorgeous uniforms. I I have to go USC minus two and a half. Personally, I think USC has better athletes. They're starting to play way better. They're coming, coming to what people thought they would be. Um, I like that pick, too. Uh, I hope fucking Bill, it's on CBS, so Bill Walton won't be announcing it, but I would just love to hear him talk about the glory days to see how pissed off you get. Wild, wild. You get so angry every time he announces, just like, what is he doing? How is he getting paid for this? Which brings joy to my heart to see the frustration in yours. Yeah. But um, no, I'm with you, man. We're on the same side here. I don't think we're going to be on the same side for this last game. We We got your Blue Devils. We got UNC. I fucking love UNC. I love them when they beat Duke earlier this year. They've hit so many football games for me to get me out of holes. Um, you know, even this last year, they beat the shit out of Miami in football. The huge dogs loved UNC. They hit first quarter, first half game, killed it. Um, UNC, honestly, minus two and a half. I know you're going to say it seems fishy. I just think they're the better team. No, it doesn't seem fishy at all. Duke sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, Duke's awful. They, they just can't get anything going. They... It's it's unbelievable. Like I, I get so frustrated watching the game. I just I can't. I don't even know if I want to watch the game. But of course I'm going to because live it. bets live bets happen too. Yeah, what are you nuts? But I'm in another. I think people say conundrums or conundrum. Conundrum. Yeah, you got I'm it. in another conundrum. This guy, and this guy is in NBA, but he doesn't know the word conundrum. You know, no words. No words are hard. Lines are even harder. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take Duke because I just think they they have to win this game. Duke has to win this game to have any clear shot going to the tournament, which they're Bro. in trouble for making. They're not, you know. They are not making the tournament. But if they win this game, they could possibly make the tournament. 
They were saying on television, this is the most important UNC-Duke game because it's the first time in like 60 years if so, whoever wins this game is going to be in the tournament. First off, if I'm Duke or UNC, I don't want to make the tournament because I'm a first round out. Either team is getting bounced. Both teams suck. Um, UNC just sucks a little bit less. Honestly, I think so. I'm, I, Duke, I just, I'm still pissed at uh, that Virginia pick I gave out. Duke played the best game of their life. Maybe maybe it's a little hate. I, I hate Duke because every year I bet on them in the tournament. They they oh, freaking God. lose. You have Zion, R.J. Barrett. You you can't go win a chip. Like it, it's it's wild. So, listen. Quick summary before we bring our guest on. Both of us on Ohio State minus two. Both of us on USC minus two and a half. I'm going UNC. Thrasher's going Duke. We'll be back next week to talk about it. But without further ado, we're about to bring on our second guest, and this is a big motherfucker. Literally, a big motherfucker. So welcome on for the first time, Sean Naslon Fitness, a.k.a. Nasty Abs, a.k.a. Sean the Sexy Scientist, a.k.a. Sean. What the fuck do we call you? <laughs> What's going on? Um, so, yeah, Sean Naslon Fitness is really like a brand for me. Um, you know, Nasty Abs is kind of just me growing up. Everybody always uh, used to pick on me for always doing sit-ups and having abs and showing the girls my abs and whatnot. So Makes you know. sense. I would. I would have the abs. Why, so, why do you wear a shirt? Uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, I, I try not to a lot of the times. I try to go by this uh, persona shirtless Sean. Oh, there you <laughs> go. A new one. You yeah. Know I mean? <laughs> Add that to the list. That's too funny. Guys got crazy aliases. I mean, honest, we're just going to ask, how, how big are you? What are the stats? Yeah, drop it on us. Uh, 6'4 right now. I, I weigh between, um, usually fluctuate between 215 and 220. Jesus. Is that eating clean, or do you think, like, if, if you ate normally, be a little bit heavier, potentially? Um, honestly, when I incorporate a lot of my fasting, I'll probably drop down to, like, 213, 212, and hang around there. It's wild. What's your body fat percentage? <laughs> uh, probably, probably under 5%, honestly. Because, you know, I'm, so, sitting, so over, I'm sitting over here, definitely not 6'4", probably, yeah. like, Probably five foot twelve, and uh, that's six foot. Yep, I know. But no one gives me foot, no one gives me six foot, so I'm giving myself six foot by saying five foot twelve. All right, all right. <laughs> but I'm also like two hundred twenty five pounds, so it's just we'll bring, a lot of different body sizes in this in this podcast. Right but he now. said he's fasting. You fasting today? Uh, so far, right now, he, he's, I'm he's cheating. He's cheating. We, we, yeah. We've had a couple of meals, a couple of drinks. Okay, yeah. It's funny. You, I know you guys can't see. We'll, we'll get the camera set up eventually. We're sitting here, sitting on drinks. This guy's drinking like purified water with cucumber. Yeah. He's <laughs> never. He's never, got never, a sweatsuit on right yeah. now. Never, I, never I come bearing gifts, a bunch of pen, <laughs> pencils for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. The pen clicking was annoying. We're done with it. But um, in, in he all, listens though. He's, he's listening. listening. He's a listener. Friend of the program. That's perfect. Friend, Friend of the program. program. We like that. But. Uh, you know, for, for this interview, cool, we call you Sean? Yeah, of course. Cool, so Sean, yeah. like, straight up, man, like, just give us a little background on yourself, like, why get into this game of, you know, this online personality, trying to help people get healthier, help people achieve their weight loss goals, their fitness goals overall, you know, how, how did you get, one, the work ethic to look the way you do, where, where do you think that really was instilled, like, what got you to where you are today? Um, I heard this quote a while back, it said, um, you know, whether you're religious or not, just play along with me, um. You know, at the end of this life, we're going to meet our creator or, you know, and he's going to, you know, for me, it's God. But, you know, um, he's going to introduce us to our archetype. So the person that, you know, we were meant to be in our lifetime, how we reached our highest potential. So every day I wake up with that thought on my mind is I got to be better. I'm blessed with the opportunity to have a new day to get better. And, um, 
you know, it really came along when um, I was 14. I tore my ACL. I, uh, to make a long story short, I went through this therapy process. Um, they really didn't know what they were doing when they were uh, helping me heal up and everything. And, you know, I always wanted to get into this game to kind of just like really steer people down the right path in their life and make sure that they're not, you know, getting caught up with, uh, you know, coaches or people that they're supposed to be li listening to and mentors that they're looking up to who don't really know what they're doing. And um, those same people have a lot of things going on in their lives, personal issues and whatnot. So, you know, I like to put all that aside. And when I'm really, you know, taking care of a client, it's really I'm going all in. I'm going to be there for them like I would take care of myself. So that's that's really a big part of it. Did you know, so with that journey, which that, that shit's deep, man, Like yeah. I, I completely agree. Like try to make the most out of each day. Um, I, you know, not, not to make a joke on it, but goddamn, I, you know, when we meet our makers, you know, you, I wanted you to pick more winners. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> like, your, there's going to be a list yeah. of your losses. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like, like the hell did you pick here for? Why are you betting Hawaii? Yeah. Everyone knows not to bet Hawaii. It's so. like 2012. You yeah. bet this pick. What the hell was wrong with yeah. you? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, um, no, that's honestly some deep shit. But like, you know, if we peel that back a little bit, let's go back a layer. Um, you know, from a collegiate perspective, obviously, we, we know you a little bit from the conversation we had prior to this, but let's talk about, you know, some, some things where you showed grit, like with, with your football journey. Obviously, you've endured some, you know, um, injuries that really impacted your career, but do you feel like that training um, at the high school level, at the college level, really just ingrained you to kind of still look the way you do? Like, do you still powerlift and shit? Like, um, no, so now more so, it's more about just um, conditioning you know, go hard, recover faster, all about the cardiorespiratory system. I really fell in love with, um, you know, I've always been playing football, basketball my whole life. And then I kind of got introduced to mixed martial arts and martial arts. And it's just a different form of discipline. It's its own language. There's so much to be learned from it. Um, the cultural aspect, the, the, the Japanese aspect, the mindset of a warrior, all that stuff. It's, it's so interesting and it just pulls me in. And, um, that's, that's kind of where I, I've, I've, maintain most of my training nowadays um i'll still lift heavy i think it's important especially for the legs um you know for the up top though my upper body i feel like i've pretty much you know found a spot where i'm comfortable with because i don't want to pack on too much muscle then it's more difficult for me to maneuver we, we just want to pack on any muscle yeah i mean it's got, <laughs> I, I hear you <laughs> That, that's funny though like uh from your football days um you know you obviously jumped around a couple schools you want to give that quick journey yeah, like yeah. Where you so started where, where you kind of ended um so my story too is honestly you know at 14 when i tore my acl um my mother came into my room and she kind of told me like no one came to visit you and i was like okay well like i really don't have any real friends like nobody really came here and checked up on me so at that point i went kind of um just solo i was just you know this is the, the path of a warrior is often um super super lonely you know and um basically i started to you guys saw game changers the vegan documentary yes yeah so um he basically gets injured he starts looking up online that's exactly what happened to me except i i was a fool and i didn't make a documentary a million dollar documentary <laughs> off of it. um i literally was looking up online anti-inflammatory foods and just finding out all these incredible things about nutrition and that's what i try to aim to educate my clients on is to eat based on the human being genetic disposition Food is information and, you know, it's it's fuel, it's for functional purposes, as opposed to being something where we just like mindlessly consume for, you know, simple pleasures and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I, I started going crazy. I, I heard that Kobe Bryant used to train a thousand jump shots before every day the janitor would open up the gym for him in high school. So 
you know, for me, it was always about waking up, working out, getting something done before the day gets started. So I, I'm, I'm ahead of my competition. Um, fast forward to senior year of high school, or um, junior year of high school, I, uh, or sophomore year of high school, I'm sorry, the very next year in basketball, that spring, spring basketball, I tore my meniscus again on the same knee. So two surgeries put me out of football for my sophomore and junior season. I came back my junior year. They wanted me to start playing cornerback. I, I wasn't ready. This was during playoff time. I remember coach coach came up to me. I'm not going to mention his name right now. He's like, you really fucked me. You know the wide receiver D-back coach yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah. that we played with. But um, And uh, that was some bitch shit. But anyway, um, <laughs> just got to call it out. Call just, it out. I mean, let's what was your – real quick, what was your – what were you your stats in, in high school? Like, um, what were you? Where what height were you? What? So it's actually funny. So senior year, I couldn't. Um, after having the two surgeries, I went from five ten to six four. So when I first came back and I was actually running around, I was falling on every route. I was so uncoordinated. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't just run a damn route. I was just off balance, whatever it was. So I'm training at Sports University at the time in uh, Fairfield, New Jersey, and uh, Shane Sharpley. Um, no this guy, no, this guy, <laughs> this guy was amazing. He was a miracle worker with me. He saw me, he said, you know, you, you are, you are, you're a great athlete. You have great athleticism. Like, let me work with you. This guy drove an hour out of the way twice a week to my, to my house, like to, to the football field right next to my house. And we worked for, you know, an hour, hour and a half, twice a week. And he got me right. He got my footwork right. He trained, um, he played at Monmouth. Um, and then he went to the Cowboys. He was on their practice squad. So he played behind Miles Lawson. He just dumped on me like uh, an incredible amount of just professional expertise and just how to get your footwork right, how to just run routes correctly, everything. And he really got me right. But the difference between high school and, and the collegiate level, to answer your question, circle back around, is um, high school is just, um, you know, I went to a public school, so it really wasn't as, I guess, um, intense as like a private school, as I'm sure Thrasher could kind of uh, attest to. Like, um, you know, yeah. at, at coach, a, coach played the coach at one. Yeah, so uh, at a private school, it's more just like you know they're they're focused, like you know they're 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 more in tune with just football. They make that you know one of their top priorities. Whereas a public school is kind of like whatever. There's also a lot of politics and whatnot. But um, so you had one year of film and you got a D one double A look. Yeah, so I I had a <laughs> that's it. That's fucking. Like, let's put that in. <laughs> well, I mean, it, 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 that's awesome. That's it. <laughs> You had one, you played, what, what's that, 10, 12 games? I think, yeah, about 12 games. 12 games, and you got a D1 AA look. Yeah. So then you went from your school. So I went to uh, Wagner College at first, okay. and I, I was doing really well there amongst the freshmen. I, I saw Wagner College, real quick, was one of the only games I won when I was, <laughs> when I was coaching college football. So, which he's basically saying it. You suck. And you yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. I mean, listen, I know how to play every 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 ball, I'm, every angle, every... I'm just going to throw it out there. You know, I'm, I'm sorry to cutting you off, Sean, but Thrasher, do you think you could put a defense to stop this guy? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, if I play, if I did a one-on-one against him, I could stop him. You think In so? a jump ball situation, too, even though he's six foot four. And I'm five foot twelve. Uh, we we got to get a camera and a crew yeah. out oh, here. We will. We'll show get it. We can we'll, get it. No, we'll I just know. I know, how to, I know how to attack you. I know <laughs> how to attack you. He, he was a D coordinator. D coordinator for a D one double A team. So it makes it interesting. But knowledge doesn't necessarily I, translate. I, I, if, I also if, think. <laughs> I also think though, when if, you know, when the listeners go on and look at your Instagram and just see the size of you, they're going to be yeah. like, "Goddamn, Trasher is either." Out of his mind, you're the most jacked five foot twelve person I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but you've already mentioned that I'm two hundred twenty. So pure muscle, pure muscle, pure muscle. I can but, jump. 
But talk to us quickly about Wagner, man. So you said you went to Wagner, um, and uh, you were kind of, you know, out of the freshman, you, you were really doing your thing, but how'd that go? Yeah, so, um, like I said, my work ethic has always been kind of installed in me, especially, like, in high school. That was just something that I've always really um, taken to as that. This is something I can control is my work ethic, how hard I'm going. And I noticed a lot of the freshmen would, like, skip um, lifts that we didn't need to go to, like, I, that weren't mandatory. I was always there. Or they would skip out on reps or they would skip out on sprints and things like that. I was always doing that. Um, so I, I was doing really well. I remember there was a cornerback who transferred from Purdue. I actually, I actually just literally left him in the dust on a post-corner route. And everybody was going crazy. But the, the strength and conditioning coach, he gave me the playbook early. He said, make sure you remember this. We're definitely going to see you on the field this year. And um, the offensive coordinator was also the tight ends coach. I was oh. six foot, two hundred and five pounds, or six four, two hundred and five pounds at the time. So I didn't realize how big I can grow into my body, and he just saw it in me. And I kind of wish I listened, but he told me um, it's very simple: you're either gonna play tight end on this offense, or you're not gonna play at all. So <laughs> come to our meeting, the tight ends meeting, and I was just stubborn; I wouldn't go. Um, they tr- they try to move me this tight end. It's a different mentality. It's such Listen, a different mentality. I, I, I going, get it. It's yeah. a different. It's a. It's it's hard to ask because you know a lot of times people go from high school to college and they get asked to play. A different yeah, position, even yeah. though they were recruited at one position, because they now see him on the field and they're like, "Hey, like you're gonna have to change." It's a obviously, I'm a defensive guy, so like I always make fun of the wide receivers being like soft and like right. you know, like you could easily jam them, all this stuff. But to change that to go to a tight end who are nasty motherfuckers, yeah. it's like it's a different mentality. Yeah, not no. that you wouldn't be able to do it, but I'm just saying, like that's like I get it with that. Like, yeah, no, I was strongly <laughs> discouraged because they put me on the line to block a 50 year senior, 300 some pounds. And brought him 200 pounds. He was, like, mauling me. I was so pissed off. Like, I, I just... Also, I, coming from high school, you never played yeah. tight end. Yeah. So, I now you're a wide receiver, it's, like... He played 12 games. Yeah, yeah. Like you only played 12 <laughs> games at wide, at wide receiver. And now, like, hey, you need to come and play tight end. Like you said, block this 300... 20, probably a 22-year-old. 22, 23, 50-year senior. 50-year senior to block a 300-pounder. Like, yeah. all right. <laughs> I mean, that that's tough. So, it was unfair. Obviously, you didn't... You did, you're like fuck it, I'm not playing tight end, and then you end up at, at Towson, right? Yeah. So kind of kind of take us through that. Also, quick question: When you dropped the the DB from from Purdue, did you talk shit? Honestly, I never was a big shit talker because um why? Yo, because I remember one time. Well, those who can do it well, they don't yeah. they don't talk like we talk shit because yeah. like we get you know we're can not you, there all the time. Can you not talk <laughs> shit? I don't I don't know. I just remember the one time I did talk shit in a game, I dropped the wide open pass the next play and I said, I think it was just bad karma. <laughs> I, I don't need to be talking shit, I just gotta play. <laughs> so it wasn't I don't know. I know you guys are great shit talkers that this wasn't in my arsenal. But you know, like um it, I heard like with Andrew Luck, like if people lit him up, he'd be like good hit mm-hmm. or he would say stuff like that. Like did, did you tell him like good defense? Yeah, absolutely. You were just like good defense? Yeah, just like good good D. Good D. I even love to when compete. You had, even when you had catches, you'd be like, good D? Uh, nah. I just, you know, I wouldn't say nothing. I let my play do the talking right there. See, I think that's where you fucked up. Like, <laughs> I think that you could have got into the defense's head. Especially if you had a coach like Thrasher on the sideline <laughs> and just, like, flip them off real quick. Just let him know, like, hey, God, coach, your D sucks. Yeah. Right. Something like that. Throw the football. Call timeout. Get yeah. the huddle. Come over here. It's <laughs> like, this it. mother. <laughs> but, right, uh, right. so Towson, dude, like, what, you know, first off, were you bumping that crazy... Baltimore trap music. Oh there. my gosh, bro. Young Hefe. <laughs> Young Hefe. <laughs> <Hefe almost. laughs> yeah. So how how was that experience, dude? Uh Shy Glizzy. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not sure who that will stop that shit. No, Towson was incredible. Um it was really 
crazy just like the skill level amongst the skill position players um just was like another another step up no disrespect to wagner yeah but yeah. it was just another step i mean up. they were the cream speed. of the crop though yeah. thousand, thousand was legit yeah. yeah this is the year um right after playing in the championship with terrence west um so early 2014 at the time and um i'm doing great um just i like like i i was always a workhorse so i'm just going um Really hard at practice, making plays, whatever. And uh, one day I'm squatting. We're doing 315, just regular, just for sets and reps. And uh, I just felt something in my back. And I'm thinking, okay, that's just a regular pain. Let me push through it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, no pain, no gain type of feeling. So I finished two more reps after that. Like, How no heavy problem. were you going? It was like, only 315. You were just going. No big deal. It's only 315. Light work, baby. <laughs> yeah. And basically, like, um, I just I just got up, I racked the bar, and I couldn't stand straight up. I just walked over to my coach, hunched over, and was like, Coach, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. I can't stand up. And um, I just I basically had the diagnosis of a herniated disc and two bulging discs. Fuck. So, yeah, I still I still have pain. I'm in pain right now, honestly, because uh, the other day I was grappling, and I just, I just woke up <laughs> with some fucking back pain. But, uh, yeah, so that bothered me. Um, I couldn't put my shoes or socks on without any assistance for a couple months, and... Uh, with my mom just speaking to me every day, telling me, like, you know, you want to play with your kids and whatnot. I'm 19 at the time. It, yeah. yeah, I had two surgeries, and it, it kind of really discouraged me from from pursuing that um, football career any further. Not to get too deep, but, like, you live with a little regret. Like, fuck, maybe shit could have been different if I did that. Or are you like, you know what, I accept I accept the path that I'm on, like, this this whole health That's and like fitness. That's freak thing, though. That's like a... Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I it, I was depressed, honestly, for so long, because whenever I got a bad grade on a test or something, I just go right to just getting, you know, sharpening my tools for the, the sports, for sports, exactly. So, um, yeah, I definitely, it definitely um, led to some depression and sadness, and I didn't really know what to do with myself, but, and I definitely look back with regret, like, I wish things had went different, but at the same time, it is what it is. I don't think that I could have continued my football journey, because getting hit, at that level, with a with a back injury, of, with my severity, like me waking up with pain on a daily basis, and you know, I, I didn't want to opt for the surgery route. I don't I don't think that was a good way to go either. So, um, really, just uh, you know, it led me down to this health and health and nutrition field. Um, you love this shit, like you you like when the client sends you like a picture, like me and Brasher look, and then they look like you look. Do you go like, damn, like? That, that I, I'm you know, so I love, happy for you. Yeah, like not not necessarily just the appearance, but the feel. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I have so much more energy. Um, I'm not blocked off. Right? Yeah, the confidence. I'm not blocked off uh, mentally. Uh, I understand that not everybody can you know make a decision and, and work out, and um, everybody has a lot of different things going on throughout the day, and working out is not for everyone. As as the amount of time that I put in, you know what I mean. So I like to cancel that out with diet. I like to cancel that out with nutrition. I really like to get everybody nutritionally adept and just, um, just eating the right way based on the human being's genetic disposition and increasing our potential. So, all right. So, I got a question about that then. Like, when you were in college playing ball, like, I know the diet was probably different than it is now. Well, now I'm honestly more so vegan. Okay. So, I don't eat meat, yeah. really. But at the same time, um, my diet has always been really clean since I was about 14, just because yeah. of all these things I found out about inflammation, etc. Um, so I always opted for like you know salads with uh, chicken or 
you know, oatmeal. So still put that weight on because you're still playing. Like, it wasn't yes. like, yeah. yeah so yeah. then the two glazed donuts that Thrasher tried to fit in his mouth and the Pop-Tart that he's crushing right now, you would, that's not in the job. It, during football, honestly, I wasn't as, oh. I wasn't. All right, so <laughs> I'm just a football player all yeah. the time. All the time. Uh, yeah, that's the weirdest football player. <laughs> I like it. that. That's if it. someone's like, well, how are you eating that? Season, I'm please I'm leave me alone. <laughs> Never, never an off day. Back never in the an day, off day. I feel like I didn't know as much as I know now, so I'd be more inclined to just like cheat a little bit. Do you think that if you gave us your diet plan, even with like limited workout, we would see some results? Absolutely. Because I have to be honest with you, we talked about this. It's one thing if you you have money, you you could eat whatever the fuck you want because women will still find you attractive for the most part. I think Jay Z said there's no such a thing as an unattractive or an ugly billionaire. <laughs> um, you know, I'd say the same thing for a millionaire. Like, um. And if we keep losing, we can't look like this. So we might be coming to you for a meal plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't be broken. We might back. not even be able to eat anything at all. It might yeah, just yeah. be skinny. Just off of that. <laughs> yeah, just can't, can't be broken. Weird back. skinny people because we have no money for food. But now, dude, you're um, you said like you're doing Muay Thai and you know yeah, so. different UFC classes for fun, which is fucking crazy. You lunatic. And yeah. um, you know, I actually um started training about a year year and maybe a couple months ago. Um, I started off at this spot in New Jersey and then, uh, what's awesome is my dad actually sold the car to Mickey Gall, the UFC fighter. No shit. Yeah, okay. man. So he, um, he just such a nice guy, such a humble guy, makes you really feel welcomed and like family the moment where's he, he, he meets uh, you. Where's he trained? Are you guys down at Gracie? Yeah. Gracie, New Jersey and, uh, Clinton. Clinton. Okay. Okay. And these guys are all phenomenal. They've been doing this all, all their lives. It's very humbling to step into that, uh, you know into that facility thinking you're the man and then walking out like i need a lot of fucking work like you know what i mean <laughs> these are real life superheroes these are right? real life superheroes like they straight just, up like beat your ass and um size doesn't matter strength doesn't matter it's all technique especially like with jujitsu and um it's just incredible and um what was the the first time because you know might not look like it but i dabbled in boxing when i was working <laughs> out a guy coach went down when i was uh coaching high school ball he was a trainer at a boxing gym, uh-huh. so I started going to him for workouts because I don't like running. I don't like doing the other side. I like doing something active like basketball. It's, it's fun or too, like, and it's boxing, very fun. and it was fun, you know. Like besides the jump ropes for eighteen hours, <laughs> like everything else is fun. Right. So I was boxing with him, and the first like you know I, I mean I'm an adult now, so I haven't really been in a fight in a while. You know I haven't really gotten hit in the face. So he hit me in the face because I kept on leaving my right hand down. He kept on making fun of me. And then he was like, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you. And then I left it down again. And he hit me in the face. Right. And I was like, whoa. It's an awakening. Like, it's different now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I was like, holy. The days yeah, I started going. It wasn't even I, a hard slap. Like, it was just a slap pretty much. Yo, but you know, it's uh, we're not used to getting hit in the face at all. I don't, it's hard to get used to it. You got to <laughs> you gotta get hit a couple times, yeah. you know. And uh, I was actually out in California training at this place, The Yard. And I just sounds like I wouldn't last. Yeah, there, but go I'm, ahead. I'm, 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 was this jail, dude? Yeah, oh my god. Jail was the yard. Yeah. <laughs> he, what, what did you go by there? I'm coming Shirt, from shirtless Sean. <laughs> I don't think shirtless Sean would go over well. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm coming from New Jersey, where you know we're sparring uh, not every day. You know, this isn't like a fighters' gym. There's still people who want to just get a workout in New Jersey Muay Thai, right? Yeah, yeah. So I go to the yard, just like, oh, this place has, like, a really great rating. Let me check this place out. I had no idea, but I was introduced. I'm being thrown into the wolves so quick. Like, these guys are all fighters. Everybody's training, you know, great atmosphere. 
Um, Joe, Sch- Joe Schilling, the kickboxer, dude, amazing coach. He's such a badass dude. Um, really, really great facility, but we're sparring every day. So I'm going up with dudes my size, smaller than me, everybody just like who just fights and does this shit. And the first time, like, um, I went up against this uh, amateur fighter and we stepped into the ring and now I'm in the ring and it's like, there's nowhere to run. So you're tired and shit. There's no backing up. There's no, this isn't like sports where you could just take a playoff. Every second is crucial of just like, you just, you have to be so hyper-focused. So I dropped my guard down for a second, got, got clocked right in the face, bro. I literally had to walk away for a second, like. Hold on a second. Like, what am I doing here? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I really yeah. was seeing dark. And, but it, at first, yeah, of course, it hurts your pride. It hurts your ego. Like, that's everybody. Nobody wants to be punched in the face. Nobody wants to be out alphaed. Um, so when when that happens, it's kind of just like, it's very humbling. You got to embrace it. But now it's like you just step into a new dimension of life where that old, weaker you doesn't exist. You've gotten hit. You survive. And now I know everything that I'm taking forward with me. So the next time I can prevent that hit again. It's a part of the game. You're gonna get hit. You're gonna you're gonna hit others. So it's just it was just a cool experience that I feel like it's just like it's that again that warrior mindset of just yeah. competing with other dominant men and bringing out the best out of you. Except this isn't just like just sports. It's it's so physical that it's like you know how alpha are you? That's that's just the question stepping in there. Damn. Really incredible. <laughs> gotta be the alpha. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you gotta There's be. There's no time. To an not alpha be the alpha of alphas. So I mean, like, you get hit in the face, you're like seeing stars and shit. Like, you, you almost knock you the fuck out type of thing. I, I almost like I don't want to say almost knocked out. Like going back to it now, but at first it was such a new experience to me. I've never been hit in the face in my life. Days. Yeah. You got days. You got like the, the and, cartoon with the you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this was like an amateur fighter hitting me in the face. So like I just saw black. I like stepped away for a second, put my hands up. Was just like. Yo, chill. And then I finished the round. I finished the round. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I did. You didn't go down. I didn't go down. Didn't go no, down. No. Yeah. I did great. Like the whole round. That was really just like one punch that really just got me. And um, it was just. I, I went home sad. I was like, holy shit. Like there's there's another person who's like more alpha than me. Or you know what I mean? Like they they got me. Yeah. They got me. How I mean, can I go back? Yeah. And, and just conquer this battle. And actually, the next day I went back. Um, or it was the second day after that, and uh, I just chopped his legs down. He actually had to call the round. So I felt incredible about myself. <laughs> but um, came no. back and yeah, got him. Yeah, got cool to. though. But um, listen, man, we don't want to take too much of your time. We, you know, we've told you the story. We cannot pick a fucking winner. Yeah. We're gonna pick winners this time. But in case we don't, for whatever weird reason, um, huge fucking UFC card tonight, man. I think two fifty nine. Adesanya is headlining it. Can we go through maybe three, four fights where you're just like, you know, from your perspective, obviously we know you've, you've been training for like a year. You do it more so for fun, stay in shape, but just like any advice you could give us. Maybe we start with the Adesanya fight. Maybe, you know, you, who winners. do you think is going to win? Just yeah, winners. Pick winners. Let, let's yeah. say give us yeah. something that is going to win. Yeah. So I can stop losing. <laughs> yeah, in case we lose, I, but we're going to win today. Yeah, I definitely do this for fun because I think being a fighter is just another level of uh, crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Putting your body on yeah. the line like that. I'm going to have fun and get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get the craziness yeah, yeah. there. I, <laughs> I, I still train man. really hard and study the game, though. So that being said, when I look at Israel Adesanya, I think he's just a master technician. Um, his striking ability is just, like, second to none. Um, he's tall. Um, a lot he's, of pe- he's got a weight. He's going to be like 15 pounds less than the dude, right? He's going to be 15 pounds less, but at the same time, I think that's only really going to be troublesome if uh, Bl- uh, Blachowicz gets him on the ground. 
I think that's where he'll really feel the 15 pound difference. Oh, yeah. But okay, I didn't, okay, in, I didn't. in the air uh, or on the um, you know stand in stand up, I think um, Adesanya has a two inch reach, so he's gonna okay. be able to keep him back. You kind of saw against Costa, you know, punched. He was throwing those little leg kicks, fainting up top, throwing the leg kicks. He looked incredible. Um, I just don't think there's anybody as skilled as a striker as Adesanya. I got him uh, TKO. Maybe it could be it could end early. I, I'm gonna call it third round TKO. TKO third round. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's, so that's pick number. Sounds one. like a winner. So we're going. We're going, like for me. I, I can't do that shit. Like I've been losing so much money that I gotta. I'm just taking out a Sanye to win. That's minus two forty. I might dabble with a knockout, which is plus one ten. Brasher, what are you feeling? You I'm mean, sticking with it. Knockout third round. Third round. Doesn't, third round. Yeah. I mean, it, doesn't make it the distance. I like that. I like that. I'm terrible with repronouncing names, so Adesanya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Don't let him hear that, bro. When, yeah, I, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. Thank God my identification is it's hidden. <laughs> yeah, it's hidden. <laughs> but um, yeah, knockout third round. I'm going. I'm going with Sean. What about uh, give us another fight if you don't mind. So the second one I got um is uh, Islam Makhachev. He's going up against Drew Dober in the lightweight division. Um, Islam, he won his last two fights in the first round via KO and one and, uh, the other one with the arm bar. I think this guy has significant grappling skills. He trains with Khabib. He's going to be trying, there's a lot of talk that he's going to try to come out of Khabib's shadow with, uh, this fight tonight, um, that he can really break away. I think that, you know, he's a super versatile fighter. Striking ability is crazy as well. You know, he has crazy good training partners with Khabib and his cousin Omar, uh, Nurmago Medov. Um, I got Islam Makachev in the first round TKO. So I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna take to, for him to just win by KO TKO or submission. It's plus 180, so almost double your money. Uh-huh. But in order to go heavier on that, I, I have one question for you. I hope you know the answer too. Did he wrestle bears like he did like Khabib did? <laughs> I'm not sure, honestly. If you can get us an answer, because if he re- that's like to me, anytime Khabib fought, I was like, he fucking fought bears, yeah. bro. He's not yeah. losing to a human. It's different. He, he fought a fucking bear. <laughs> he fought a fucking bear, right? Like, there's no way he could lose. Um, maybe give us one more fight, man. Just one more fight. Who are you thinking? So we got two so far. We're going Israel Adesanya with the knockout. We're going Islam to win by KO, TKO, or submission. Double your money at plus 180, roughly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one more fight. How about uh, the champion fight? Like, I'm not going to try to make you call it if you don't want to, but Peter yeah. Jan's fighting, man. Yeah, Peter Jan and Aljamain Sterling in the Bantamweight uh, title fight. I think, um, you know, Sterling is longer. He's got a better reach. He's looking to take the ground to the, uh, I'm sorry, take the fight to the ground. And uh, he thinks that Peter Jan's a good grappler, but he says that he's the Khabib of the Bantamweight division. So that's really interesting. So he's definitely going to try to take the fight to the floor. Peter Jan's going to try to keep it in the air. He says that he's going to knock him the fuck out. Um, his striking ability is great. He just has a shorter reach. But I think that this fight does have more of a chance to go to distance, especially being that they're Bantamweight. So they're, you know, a bit lighter. Um, I got Peter Jan right here. The cra- right, crazy so, Russian guy. So minus 130. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that. So yeah. Three picks. I'm in on Jan because it's just a great name to yell when you're watching the fight. <laughs> so go, give us a little preview. Like, yeah, come on! I, I like that. I, I like that. I like that. I like that. I mean, um... Honestly, dude, thank you, you know, for coming on. Um, random fucking question. Like, if we just said how many push... You think you got... If you guys did a push-up contest, Rasher could beat you? Absolutely not. Nope. No? How many, uh, how, many can you, how many can you do straight? Uh, straight? Uh, like, 
you know, it's tough when people say this because when you're doing them straight. Excuses. Yeah. A lot of people. Uh, you get down on the ground and you do push-ups. How many do I, I train it, I train at the yard. Warrior yeah. mindset. I'm fucking <laughs> driven. But when it's a question, how Someone many Someone just gets down do? next to you and starts doing push-ups. How many push-ups are you going to do? Uh, yeah. I'm going to try to get, like, you know, 80 to 100. All right. That's, that's terrible. That, that, that's, that, that's, oh, that's a God. big gap. That's a big gap. Can you close that gap for us? Is it 80? Is it 85? What, what, what is it? What are we working with? I got realistically 80. 80 right now. 80? 80. Okay. Yeah, you know. Solid, yeah. A warrior would have said 100. Yeah. Maybe you gotta get punched. Warrior would have said till death, time. but you know, I mean, that's. <laughs> I feel bad because you said you can't talk shit, and we're just yeah, and then now we're just trying. This <laughs> yeah. is what we're trying to do. But um, yo, Sean, seriously, man, um, honestly, guys, if you if you're not already following this monster, you gotta follow him on uh, Instagram. Uh, what's your What's your IG? Uh, Sean Nastalon Fitness, and my YouTube is Sean And um, you got an OnlyFans? Yeah. Uh, you yeah, actually. For real? Okay. No, I'm just playing. Oh, <laughs> I would. All the ladies were like, wait a minute. <laughs> this, guy, this guy came in here wearing a t-shirt, and you see more muscles on his t-shirt than, than, than you do, like, you know, one of those fucking mannequins at a Dick's Sporting Goods or something. So, it was a great time having you on, man. Really appreciate it. Friend of the program. Welcome back. Program, welcome definitely. back anytime. Gotta come back. Gotta come back. It was a pleasure. Larry Legend and uh, Thrasher. Yep, you know it. All right, man. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Wow. What a monster! Yeah, that 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 boy is big. Are are you really gonna do the the one on one drills with them? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I'll, I'll play quarterback. I'll throw it. I'll throw it into the ground. Well, he was talking about before too. It's a competition. I like to compete. Right. Like, you're not alive if you're not competing, dude. That's what I said. He said warrior mindset. I was just okay. like, wow. If yeah. We had a, I mean, I'll favor the drills. It's my favor. Of course, you know, of course, you know, of course. Make it like, make it more difficult I'll, for him. I'll to throw win. the ball out of bounds. <laughs> we should have fucking asked him if he ever just like. Had a shitty quarterback where he was just like, God damn. All quarterbacks are shitty in my mind. And then as a receiver, he, he definitely had some fucking guys who just, they cannot sling this. Yeah. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, man. I, listen, guys, episode number three. Love doing this. We're going to be drinking around northern New Jersey today. Anyone want to tweet at us? More than happy to meet up with anyone. Um, you know, get us, get at, get on us at Twitter. Excuse me. Um, you can find Larry Legend at, at Slate Books. Thrasher is at. Thrasher WSB. That's it, guys. We got fucking winners coming. March Madness is around the corner. March is a new month. We, we reawakened. We're going to get some winners. Got some good, good college winners. What is it? We're both on Ohio State minus two. We're both on USC minus two and a half. I'm on Duke plus two and a half. I got UNC minus two and a half. Uh, Sean uh, or Sean Aslan Fitness, a.k.a. the Sexy Scientist, a.k.a. Nasty Abs, gave us Adesanya. With the knockout, it's plus 110. He said take Islam to win before um, without points, right? So that's by KO, TKO, submission. That's plus 180. And he gave us Peter Jan in, in the title fight, which is minus 130. These are fucking winners. Um, if you don't trust us, fade us. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, it stays true to this. Fade me. I've been everything I picked. That the I've been wrong. So. so you fade us there. And honestly, when you guys go on, you know Sean's uh, Instagram, I think you'll be scared to fade him or talk shit to him if he loses because he's a big motherfucker. <laughs> yes, he is. He is a big motherfucker. But as always, guys, hit us up. Um, you know we're, we're definitely gonna deliver winners. And we slay books. We slay books. We slay books.